0: Showtime Sports presents Showtime Boxing with Eric Raskin and Kieran Mulvaney. Welcome to another edition of Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney. With my co-host Eric Raskin, I am Kieran Mulvaney. It is another Davis Garcia Fight Week podcast, and this is a special one. We've just got one guest. Eric, it's a very special guest indeed.
1: It absolutely is. We're sitting here in the press room at the MGM Grand, uh, thinking we were just about done for the day, perhaps, and then... A vision walked into the room, a vision in a black leather jacket with a beautiful pompadour of hair. And I just said, who is that man? He must be on our podcast. Of course, I knew who that man was. He's Joe Goosen. I went up, stalked him. I lurked for a while until he was finished another interview. And then I grabbed him and said, Joe, you got to sit down with us. You got to come on the pod. And of course, he said... There is nothing in the world I would like to do more than sit down with you two fine chaps. He didn't quite say that, but he, but was, he was thrilled was to do off. it. Yes. we not far off knowing Joe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Joe Goosen sat down with us for a fantastic interview, and uh, we couldn't uh, just combine it in with, with other interviews we're doing this week. He really deserved to stand on his own, gave us a great chunk of time and some fantastic material, as he always does. So let's, let's get right to it, uh, Joe Goosen sitting down with us on Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvady.
0: Joining us now is an old friend of the podcast, uh, one of the best known trainers in the sport, and he's going to be front and center on Saturday night. He is in the corner of Ryan I'm Garcia. He's going to be
2: uh, front and, and a little off center. A little off, a little off center. center. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Joe Goosen, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Karen. Appreciate it.
1: And uh, new Hall of Famer, Joe Goosen, Indeed, we should just, add. Congratulations on that.
2: Somebody uh, must have. Uh, did you ever see the movie The Party with Peter Sellers? Love it, right? V. Bakshi. Right. Yes. Remember the, the the producer accidentally put his name on the list. Right. <laughs> right. It was really supposed to be banned from <laughs> right. Hollywood, but he <laughs> put him on the invite list. But I think that's what happened with me. Uh, there was. We uh, voted for you. I was just going to say you oh, got oh, at least oh, two votes. So. <laughs> uh, thank you guys. I appreciate. It. And I, who the, you know, I it caught me completely off guard. Really. Yeah. Um, I was just basically honored, you know, in my mind, to be nominated, to tell you the truth. But when they called me and said, uh, yeah, you got uh, blah, 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 the first bout, I go, really? I was very surprised, to tell you the truth. And, and it's not something that I really, you know what? I never gave it a lot of thought about the Hall of Fame, because I never thought I'd get in it. Hmm. I'd be, I, you know...
1: But when you look back at your career and all the champions you trained and all it must kind of make sense that well, the, yeah, you did enough I, to get in there. I know there.
2: so many guys that train champions, mm, you know. Really. I just figure well, you know, it's like there's a lot of people that deserve it. I I think, you know. Well, well, you're being
1: very humble, but uh, well, I, to me I, you were an easy honest, choice. Though,
2: I really am. Well, oh, thank you. I and appreciate it. And you
1: know what's that.
0: also very cool? There are not too many brothers. In the Hall of Fame. Well, You're joining that, your brother,
2: man. That's pretty that cool. That I was going to get to that, Karen. I really... That means more to me than me getting in, to mm-hmm. tell you the truth. Because we, we... We, you know... We started as a family, but Dan and I were... You know, there's no doubt. We were the two principals. And, um, you know, we, we established what eventually is today. You know, starting in 1981. And... You know, uh yeah, I miss Dan so much. Mm-hmm. It's it's like really weird not mm-hmm. having him here. But uh, to be there with him in the Hall of Fame is that is really I'm more excited about that than That's I awesome, think anything man. else. To tell you the truth, that we will be together like when we started. At the end of the day, we'll be together like we were when we started. And you know, Dan was something else. I know you guys know him. Yeah. Dan, Dan was an incredible guy. I'm I can't I could never hold a candle to him but (laughs) I really no. I mean he was so amazing at so many things you know and he had that great personality he could befriend anybody Um, he had the gift of gab he was great at the mic he was a really really smart uh, businessman Mm. Um, and he dealt with some of the top guys early on when he was very young we were in our 20s when we started Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, he took to it like a cat to milk, and, and the rest is history. So, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you letting me go on about my brother for a minute. Yeah, but he yeah. deserves it.
1: Yeah. Well, well, hopefully, we'll we will be in Canastota and have a chance to talk more about the Hall of Fame and about your brother and, and, and all that. But uh, of course, the focus here this week is on uh, yeah. this, this guy you're training, this right. Ryan Garcia kid. Yeah, we've. <laughs> You've, you've had yeah, some really yeah. high praise for him, saying he's one of the most talented fighters you've ever worked with. I'm going to tell you something. Um,
2: Ryan Garcia never ceases to amaze me. Um, he is, and, and again, I repeat it so often, it's it starting to become cliche, and I hate to be cliche about anything, but Ryan Garcia is really a unique character, even if he wasn't a fighter. Hmm. He is um, adamant about who he is and what he can do. And that, I love that, because it's that confidence in yourself that you think there's nothing you cannot conquer, whatever faces you. And I like that attitude. We were kind of raised that way by my father and mother, to, to have that confidence in yourself. But they gave you certain tools to... To improve yourself, and I think Ryan was given that by his parents, but Ryan inherently um, is very instinctive. Uh, he has an instinctive intelligence about things, um, and then he's got um, an actual studied intelligence where he surprises me. I go, I was listening to a radio program. I was he was running, I was driving, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, and so when he finished his run, I was waiting for him, and I had the certain radio program on that was not, not for kids. Okay. Let's just put okay. it that way. Nothing off color. It was sure. just it was political in nature, and uh, you know I'm listening. And then he goes, "Oh, that's so and so," and I go, uh, "How the hell would you know that?" Because it was kind of an obscure hmm. talk show hmm. uh, guy, and. Uh, so that was just one example of many of how he surprises you of he just doesn't know kid stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, Internet stuff that, you know, encircles his age group. Right. Um, so he so time and time again, he uh, surprises me, but I'm not surprised anymore. So that's just kind of the, the philosophical side of him and the, you know, the personality side of him. The athlete side of them is really amazing, and I tell him, I, I remind him, I say, "You remember that first camp we had? We were training in Coronado. Not a bad spot to train, by the way. Have you ever been to Coronado? I have not. No. Have huh. <laughs> you ever been to San Diego? I have. Yes. There's a bridge that leads over to Coronado Island. It's okay. a. Na- yeah. It's where the Navy has oh, okay. a lot yeah. of their stuff, um, <laughs> and it's a. It's a very high-end little island uh, <laughs> where uh, the property values and the homes are exclusive, and it's a small area. But so that explains why I haven't been there. I'm probably <laughs> people like me probably aren't invited there. <laughs> well, I got invited. That's the <laughs> only way. And I lived in San Diego back in the early '70s. In '72, I lived in a place called Ocean Beach. Mm-hmm. Never got over the bridge then, okay? So exactly. you're not alone. Uh, had to be invited by the uh, the Garcia family. And, of course, their attorney, Lupe Valencia. I don't know if you know Lupe. No. Do you? Brilliant, brilliant attorney. Believe me. Um, that said, um, Ryan was running. Of course, I was following. And now he was probably doing a six-mile run on this occasion. And he had a he had completed about five miles maybe five and a quarter miles and i go oh he's gonna stop so i pull my if he's here i pull my car here you know certain where he i figured he'd normally stop which he did well all of a sudden he came towards me and then he he made a left hand turn and he was sprinting and i'm telling you i go okay this is going to be like a 20 second 30 second sprint he sprinted literally for three quarters of a mile at full speed after a five mile run and i went this guy is out of his gourd man (laughs) this kid is something else because i had really good runners in my days and we had training camps up in uh uh a place called Campbell, where terry norris trained up in the san diego mountains off of highway uh eight and um and I had some really good runners up in the hills there, but Ryan did something I had never seen before. This sprint was like from the starting blocks, not after a, completing a five-mile run. Yeah. That just that spoke volumes to me, and that was very early in my training with him. And then he completely surprised me along the way with his sparring, with his concentration, his, his dedication, his focus. Um just all of the things all the boxes you want checked on a fighter he was doing it and then kind of created a few new ones i had never even thought of to tell you the truth Mm -hmm. um so now that was the first camp then we did the fortuna camp you know you come to know each other more even though we had a background together as a 17 year old he trained in my gym as an amateur yeah a lot of people don't know that but he was destroying grown men in my gym at 17. I go, who the hell is this kid? Right. <clears throat> so I went and I told our uh, office about it. I went out. I made a call to this uh, financial uh, uh, a guy with a lot of money. How's that? Okay, A guy <laughs> who, I, get,
1: who could get access to the island if he wanted to. Right, right. right. Well,
2: <laughs> we're back in L.A. now. and oh, This is going back to when he was right. 17, right. back at my gym. And I said, look, I got this kid here that... Is going to be the next Oscar De La Hoya, okay? That's that's how I kind of compared him to what looks wise and action, charisma factor. The guy put up a lot of money, a lot of money based on my word, apartments per d, you know, uh, mm-hmm. stipends per month, the whole nine yards. I don't do this for any young kid. I presented to him they went in a different direction i was right. really bummed out but that's how far i went to get this kid at 17 wow. and then okay. lastly it came full circle we stayed in touch during his time with delahoya and his fights we never lost contact and then when he split with reno so he called me and it came full circle
1: it's, it's kind of the equivalent of going to the body early and it paying off later in the right, fight you, you, right. you, you, it, yeah. you, you put in the work in the early rounds. right and came around later
2: yes indeed uh I, I definitely set the stage for the possibility mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. and we always got along now i would drop them off their sister lived not far from my gym so I go, come on i'll give you a ride home he and his little brother sean so i would do that and so well you know um it it it, um, it came full circle. Like I said, we we had a a, a, a relationship of sorts, um, almost a business relationship, and then you know when they thought of somebody they wanted to bring in, they felt comfortable with me. They they had seen me work all through the years too, and um, it just worked out great. I I love it. I'm so happy, and not even because it, it came to this. I, I told Ryan, look, he. I think Ryan kind of willed this whole fight into existence. Yeah, yes. To tell you the truth, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. This kid is no kid. He is like a very savvy businessman as well, and thinker and um, idea uh, you know maker. He's he's. He's got a lot going for him. And like I said, he willed this fight together. Now, when I first started with him, it was just simple fight with to go. He had been out for a year, year and a half. He had the wrist surgery on his right hand. You know, he had gone through a few, a few paces. And to think that within one year, because I joined him in, in uh, basically February for the April fight, mm-hmm. um, in one year's time... He literally willed this fight with Tank Davis into this arena Saturday night. Yeah, uh, yeah. he made it happen. He called him out. He insisted on it. He challenged him. Then he went and he fought Fortuna next. Looked terrific against Fortuna. Did a great job at filling up the Staples Center. Um, he looked He looked savvy and he looked experienced and poised that night. And boom, here we are. I, I, th- I find it f- really stunning and phenomenal. That's why I say this is no ordinary fighter. This is no ordinary kid. This is no ordinary human being. Mm-hmm. He is unique. And the reason I heap praise on him, because it's a rarity, a rarity in my life to deal with somebody of this nature.
0: Mm-hmm. He's gotten to this place it is fantastic he is on the marquee he is main eventing a pay-per-view what does he have to do to make sure he goes that extra step and is the guy who has his hand raised on saturday night
2: well i mean the easy answer is he has to win <laughs> <laughs> all right next question. <laughs> uh, right now the difficult question is how is no. he going to win okay and then again I, I, you know, I would be, you know, hesitant to reveal any Understood. thing that we we want to implement that night. But I think some things are self evident, though. Yes. You know, um, do we want Ryan squatting and uh, putting pressure on, and then get on the inside and muscle? And I don't think that's really an option. Okay, so I, I will suffice to say we're going to use Ryan's God given. Uh, physical attributes, um, and I think even to the novice, it should be quite apparent what type of strategy Ryan should employ. But then there are, you know, there's, you know, there there can be hiccups in uh, that simple idea because you've got another man that doesn't want you to be allowed to do what you'd like to do. So then what? Plan do you have in that case, and if that inevitability happens, or I should say, if it, if it, if it happens, if he's able to be successful in forcing his will on you, then what do you do next? And those are all the things that we've prepared for. So you know, uh, as they say, we got you coming and going, and uh, so we, we've been diligent about that. And Ryan again. He'll shadow box, and he'll think, he'll think of things, and then we'll collaborate and talk about it. Like I said, he would, he's tantamount to like a Tom Brady to me in terms of uh, high IQ, where you could say, Tom Brady, do you want to be an NFL head coach? Who would, who would not offer him? I mean, right? Right. You could uh, easily offer him that job and be very comfortable that he would knock it out of the park. I feel the same thing about Ryan Garcia. At 24 years old, you could easily say, would you want to take over uh, my operation here to train these top level fighters and give them guidance and uh, how to approach their fights, what to do, strategies? I would would give him a franchise to handle. Hmm. That's how much I believe in his discernment.
1: I think you can answer this question without giving away any strategy. What would you say is Gervonta Tank Davis's best quality? What What is the most outstanding thing about what the opponent brings to the table?
2: Well, I, I think he's determined to win. Okay. He's, he, you know, the, those are kind of intangibles, you know, that mm-hmm. aren't really necessarily physical things, like does he throw great body shots, jab, this or that, which we could talk about, but I think he's got, number one, he's been fighting since he's been a little kid. But then again, so have a lot of fighters that don't reach that height. So then, what are the other factors? He's got a great coach. He's got Calvin Ford with him, that's been with him for his whole career. That is meaningful. That is meaningful that you have a stable person with you to guide you through this shark infested waters because that's exactly what they are. Um, that's number one. And it shows Tank's loyalty, which is also a good personal quality to have. So, uh, Tank's loyal. Um, He's um, experienced. He paid his dues coming through the amateur ranks. Um, He fought all the top guys in the amateurs. They all know each other, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, um, you know, uh, he has overcome um, situations. Look, he was behind against um, uh, Leo Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. He was behind against Rolly. He was behind against... um, um, uh, Barrios, uh, uh, Hold on. Of- um, Mario Barrios. I mean, that one, you know, Barrios was ahead late in that fight mm-hmm. and he came back to us. So his determination to win is, I think, at a very, very high level. Um, yeah, that. And then he's got things that can debilitate you along the way. Once he slows you down. Once he slows you down to his level, in a sense, well, his level is high, but what I mean by his level, his comfortability level, then he gets you going, okay, now you're playing my game. And once he gets you playing his game, he he can conquer you. And uh, that would be one thing that you would want to avoid, is playing his game to stay in control of your game. Okay? And uh, that would be... Uh, a a wise thing to do if you were (laughs) in the opposite uh, corner of Tank. So, you know, Tank has got a lot going for him. Plus, you know, he's not always a one-punch knockout punch. Okay, so he knocked out Leo Santa Cruz, who's basically started as a Bantamweight, really had the size difference and the strength difference was patently obvious. Although, Santa Cruz really put a lot of hands on him. Santa Cruz is a slick guy. Um, He put a lot of hands on Tank for several rounds until he got greedy. He sat on the ropes, went to the same well like three times in a row. And you're going, okay, I see that. Oh, you want to do it again? Oh, one more time. Okay, Okay, here's my answer. And so he gave that away at that point. It was probably inevitable anyway, but... It, 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 it gives you a little blueprint of what can be had if you're so inclined to look at that uh, specifically. And then against Roly. Roly, I thought, was doing quite well early on, like Santa Cruz. But Roly do what? he got greedy. He got greedy. he got in too close and threw a right hand, which tank slipped over to his left. And then he decided to throw a left hook off of it. So when he started to deliver the left hook, the right hand came back to his chest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you got a guy setting you up from outside your right hand now, ready to come back with his counter left hand. You're starting to throw your hook. But you've got your right hand down, R- Romero, mm-hmm. just leaving it wide open for him. So not only did he get greedy, he got entirely careless. Avoid making those mistakes, mm-hmm. and you might find yourself in a better position. So there are two fights right there that can teach mm-hmm. you a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Isaac Cruz fight. Now Isaac Cruz, you know he's on you like a like a soup sandwich. He's all over you. <laughs>
1: and never heard that one. Like a <laughs> soup sandwich. Oh,
2: I had a buddy in high school. He was a great street fighter, Roger Page one of my buddies. I went to a private Catholic school. He went to a public school, you know, and, and we're, we were separated by a couple of blocks, and and I decided to go to this public school eventually for one year. Every, all of my other brothers went to Catholic high schools. I, I, I wanted, because it was all boys, and I said, Dad, I don't want to <laughs> go to an all-boys guy. Anyway. Roger Page, get he, and he would tell guys, he goes, man, I'll be all over you like a soup sandwich. And they'd go, what? <laughs> Boom! And he'd hit them before they could figure out what he meant. <laughs> it's great, yeah. I right. was absolutely right. baffled by it, but now it makes but, sense. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, uh, and all over you like a soup sandwich. I guess if you, you, know, you have to envision that. But he went, great street fighter, you know. Back in the day when street fighting was kind of a rite of passage Right. Uh, and if you did knock someone down, you didn't, mm. you, you know, you didn't kill him. <laughs> right. right. But uh, but
1: you were saying about the Isaac Cruz fight before I distracted you. With no, 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 with no. Him. I I want
2: to talk about this street fighting biz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but Isaac Cruz, you know, basically, you know, he he just he just poured on the pressure. Now, I I believe Tank had a hurt left hand in that yeah. fight, mm-hmm. so I'll give him a little. A uh, little slack there on maybe why he couldn't uh, deliver the knockout punch, but I don't think Sam, uh, I don't think um, Isaac Cruz was, regardless of the hand condition, Tank was going to get knocked out that night. I thought he his style gave Tank a lot of problems. Period. Mm-hmm. So, but he's got the right build, the right size um, to pull that type of fight off, and. He's inclined to do so. That's in his nature to press. Um, And then he's got a good defense while he's doing it. So he's not careless. Uh, And then you had Mario Barrios, who, again, was probably ahead after eight rounds. Doesn't have the power Ryan possesses, but I'd say that's the closest in size and abilities Mm -hmm. in terms of style um, that, uh, you know was successful for Romero, he just didn't have the ability to really hurt Tank. And you've got to be able to do that to a guy like that. you got to be able to hurt him. See? So I, I believe Ryan, if you look at all those guys that we just discussed, Tank gets hit early. You don't want to get hit by Ryan early. Um, Ryan's got the reach and the height. That's a distinct advantage. Tank's a slow starter. I think that's patently patently obvious. Um, And that if you're not in tremendous shape, he will slow you down. Mm -hmm. And then he'll start getting close enough to work your body Mm -hmm. and put more damage there and slow you down even more, which will then open up your head. So these are all the things that we've studied, looked at, and I think addressed accordingly. Now, back to Roger Page. Uh, <laughs> <no, I'm just, laughs> Breakdown. Right, 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 Roger right, Page right, 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 exactly. yeah,
0: no. yeah. exactly. um, One final thing I want to ask. I mean, this is going to be a hard fight, isn't it, for both men, physically and mentally. And Maybe.
2: you, Maybe not. Okay. Yeah. I, I, let me just give you one example, if I might, Yeah. of what I thought and everyone. There was a guy named Sambu Kalambe Bay mm-hmm. who, who, oh, beat, right. who had Bay. beaten... Yeah. I ran Barkley. Yep. Uh, he beat... Um, Harold uh, Graham. Huh? Yeah, right, Harold Graham. He was... I looked at him on tape. We were going to fight him. Mike Nunn was going to fight him. I'm going, okay, this guy is a genius in the ring. He was something else. I brought in the top sparring. I worked harder with that Michael Nunn for that fight than I think any other fight I had with him, and he was 35-0 and with me. The fight lasted 88 seconds. Right. Okay, we knocked him out in 88 yeah. seconds. In my wildest dreams, huh. I thought it was going to be a tough okay. fight. You know, I thought it was going to be a war, a, a tug of war. Every all the you know adjectives, but no, it wasn't. Mm. You don't know. Right. And then I've thought other fights would be easy. Mm. They've turned into dog fights. Mm. I don't know. The degree of intensity that this fight will bring for one side or the other. I don't know if it's going to be a one-sided fight for us, a knockout for us. I know this. We have come here to do one thing, and that's win. And I really don't care how we win, whether by knockout, by decision. It doesn't really matter to me. But we've prepared for the toughest, most grueling bloody 12 rounds imaginable and anything less than that is a gift
1: all right. all right all right well it is always a pleasure to talk to you and i feel like i always want to keep going for another hour <laughs> but <laughs> you have responsibilities as do of we course. but we will hopefully see you in Canestota and so we're, we're saving oh, yeah. some topics for that
2: yeah I'm going to uh, the guy who's going to speak for me is Roger Page at the uh, <laughs> <laughs> could you still I, have his number could he I, come I know, on the podcast I haven't, see, I haven't seen Roger since probably 1980 1980 wow oh. but if you did
1: see him he'd be on you like a soup sandwich he'd be on me. you like a soup sandwich <laughs> you better believe it one of jo- the best one of the best Joe thanks so much for coming on the podcast thank and good you. luck Saturday night
2: it's always a pleasure my friends thank you I, like I said, I, I can't wait to see you in, in New York, and uh, I'll be quite excited for it. So thank you for awesome. Yeah, voting.
1: Congratulations again. Yeah,
2: I appreciate that you guys actually checked the box for me. <laughs> thank you.
0: Yeah, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Always fantastic to sit down with Joe, especially when he's just reflective and expansive like that. That was,
1: nobody else in boxing could give an interview quite like that. That was, that was terrific. Nobody else will get you talking about a a soup and sandwich. (laughs) like Joe Goose and Cam. That's right.
0: Roger, if you're out there, we want you on the podcast, buddy. (laughs) Buddy, call us. But
1: maybe over Zoom.
0: I'm not sure I want to be in the same room as this Roger fella. That's right. Uh, We still have more from Davis Davis Garcia Fight Week for you. We will be back after the weigh-in with more guests. Uh, Keep on listening. Keep checking to see when the next pod uh, drops. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe, be kind, and be well.